It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Ullman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. Your boy's number two still, Nate. You thought it was coming. And here's the podcast. (laughs) Hey, who interrupted me? (laughs) The ghost of Don Pardo. Sorry, Brad. Hey, Ben, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I stepped all over that. I didn't mean to. I was just so excited because Nate was like pointing at himself. Like, Like, I wanted maybe to be second. Like, you know, like maybe I can can work my way up here. I think next season you'll be a repertory player. Uh, Okay, I'm not coming back next season. All right. <laughs> hey guys, what'd you think of the episode? Let's do uh, MVP right now. Okay? Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, so I, I did a little bit of obviously, you know, I, I I obsess about background stuff, but I did some background stuff on this. Do you think the group that we have leaving this this year, right? So let's is, let, let's let's save this is the for right the, group for the end of the episode. No, 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 because no, this is good stuff. I don't want <laughs> nobody listens by the end. All right. So we got He's Kate McKinnon, Pete, Pete Davidson, Kyle Moody, and Eddie Bryant leaving, right? Um, and we're going to talk what? about all of that. We're when did that happen? That. Listen, no, we're going to talk about all of that. Do you think that that is a bigger and better group than the 2013 season 38 group of Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, and Tim Robinson? L- leaving? Yeah. Which ones do you think is the bigger group leaving? More impactful for the show? Yes, that's a good question, right? Because the as we've talked off the podcast, um, it's such a strong cast that they can afford to lose these guys. I and I like, would have panicked more when I feel those like other if, guys were I leaving. honestly feel like if you switch out Kyle Mooney for Cecily Strong, I'd say this year would be more impactful leaving. Because Cecily Strong is still there, and she's so good yep. that I really think that... Because let's, let's be honest, Eddie Bryant has not been around as much. Kate McKinnon has. Kyle Mooney has... He, he's been gone since Beck Bennett has, has been gone, honestly, as far as the use of the show. Who are the four, other four? So I, I went back and, you know, again, so 2012, season 37 was Andy Samberg, Kristen Wiig, Abby Elliott, and Paul Britton. I don't even know who that is. Paul Do Britton you? was the guy who he did the... Uh, the, the, the effeminate. Yeah, the flamboyant, like, 16th century uh, character. Oh, yes, yes. So that was 2012. 2013 was Fred Armisen, Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, and Tim Robinson. So, the, so you can drop Tim Robinson and you can drop Paul know. Britton. I would as put, far, no, as far as like yeah, they were only on a season or longevity two longevity and impactfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Those three are are way more impactful leaving yeah. the show than any three of what we just lost. And here, then the the following season, two thousand fourteen. I mean, honestly, in those three seasons, two thousand fourteen, season thirty nine, you had Seth Meyers, Nassim Pedrad, Michael Bryan, Noel Wells, and Brooks Whelan. I think <laughs> it, it, that's fine. That one doesn't matter at all. I think honestly. I think mostly. Well, I think Seth Meyers is a big loss. Yeah, well, sure. I think mostly why the the most recent group isn't necessarily like hold up as the, the strongest is because Pete Davidson, while funny and had his moments, was not the best sketch performer, you know? Also, the, uh, again, uh, A.D. Bryant and, and Pete Davidson and Kyle Mooney were already half out the door already, like this season. Because, I mean... And no, no, and I mean that just because the cast is so big. No, no, for sure. And they just, you know, A.D. Bryant, there were episodes where she just didn't show, but, wasn't but, there. But Pete when A.D. was there, she was still, Absolutely. like, a big question. Yeah. So, yeah. so, that, so that's the difference. Like, what, like, like, like when Pete was yeah. there, who, like, you really didn't, wouldn't notice except for one or two sketches. Or, and we or, actually got mad at him because he ruined some sketches. Honestly. Yeah, you know, but and so... back when you had, like, Fred Armisen leaving, he was in most sketches every week. What about this one? Sudeikis, most sketches yep. every week. Yep. Does this Tim one Robinson most sketches every week? <laughs> hey, uh, round ball rock. You leave that cla- that literal does, classic. Does alone. this compete? 2017. Shasir Zamata, Vanessa Bear, and Bobby Moynihan. Oh yeah, that was that was a tough that was a tough loss. 
no, it was it was fine. I mean, those Again, are some those are some good. Characters. good I, th- cast I, I think Bobby and Vanessa for sure. Shashir Sh- 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 was funny, but she didn't have any like she staple characters. Her, yeah, you she know, find her thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was interesting then, and I think why maybe the losses seem so significant, and why there's so many news stories right now. Obviously, some you know significant talent. Probably Kate McKinnon's going to go down on almost the Rushmore of yeah. of SNL. It's the longevity. But you know, since 2018, they had no one leave in 2018. Leslie Jones left in 2019. 2020, no one left. And then 2021, Beck Bennett and Lauren Holt. I don't even know who Lauren Holt is. Um, Lauren Holt was a featured player, and like she probably could have been like the, the who stepped up in A.D. Bryant's place, yep. but like she just didn't really do much when she was on. Yeah, and so really, so it was Beck Bennett essentially was the, the significant person there. So you had four seasons of just Leslie, just Leslie Jones and Beck leaving, right? And that's... You get used yeah, to that it's, cast, it's right? It's impactful because of the longevity. Yeah. So not only has nobody left for a while, but also these these people that have left have been there ten fucking years. Yeah. That's a and Pete eight, but there's a lot of time yeah. there. You yeah. know, absolutely. And, and they were heavily fe- like eighty, and Kyle with Beck, and uh, and and Kate heavily featured they're for in, years. They're in three to five sketches a, 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 an Every single yep. year. You yep. know, that's... And sometimes, and often playing the, the lead in yeah. the sketch. So that's why it's impactful. Uh, you can, We can debate all day long whether or not, honestly, like Andy Samberg and Jason Sudeikis, two all-timers leaving at the same time, are more impactful than to me. Andy than, Samberg left the year before. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. But oh, yeah. no, it was, it was Armisen and Sudeikis. Armisen, Hader, and Sudeikis. Yeah, so those three, I mean, they were the backbone of SNL for those years. For yeah, sure. probably top 30 people yeah. honestly yeah. Of it would be you know off the air i i would kind of want to go through and then kind of rank the, the all yeah, no let's do it on air right now <laughs> okay so it starts off with uh tim dylan <laughs> P- peter gabriel yeah. which is not who you think mm-hmm. finesse mitchell <laughs> i was making robert, up names. robert downey jr charles um, charles rocket uh, also, I, I did the longest tenured cast members for next season. We've got obviously Keenan, who's been there since 1984. So 1974. <laughs> what year? Hey, what year did Keenan start? Uh, 98. No, it was. Uh, I, I know, so I will let you know if you're right. It's no, it was 2004. Three. Bradley is correct. Ah. Bradford's correct. All right, and then Cecily Strong, 2012. Uh, Michael and Colin both started. Uh, Chay and Colin started in uh, 2014. Mikey Day started in 2016 with Alex Moffat and Melissa V. and Senor. So those are the most senior cast members coming back next year. Which all of those will be seven years or more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm re- now honestly, I'm really looking forward to next year. I hope. I almost hope they just don't add anybody. Yeah. Just, just don't. I think you're gonna get. I, I you're gonna have to. It happens every or, year. Or but. you might get one of the or more of the. You know, please don't destroy guys being maybe bumped up or something. Brad, you know? I'll ask you this one because maybe you know a little bit more than us. Uh, I know a lot. Okay, Nate. <laughs> uh, Nate. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else maybe leaving? Like, could that happen? I mean, I think it could happen because, like, you, you know, it's. Uh, this is the first time in a while actually where they've announced the exit of cast members before the finale. Usually, it happens. Uh, during hiatus, closer to when the new season's coming around, and so there still could be some people that don't come back. I personally think uh, Aristotle Atari and Punky Johnson are probably on the bubble. They could, sure. they might be, might get axed because when you're a featured player and like you haven't shown, you know, shown up much. Not that they haven't shown up, but just they haven't accomplished much. You know, Aristotle does have his original character, but besides Angelo, he hasn't done a lot. You know, as far as being a performer, and Punky Johnson, she's done a little bit more lately, but she still hasn't figured out her groove. So I feel like those two maybe could go somewhere. 
Um, you know, Che has been talking about potentially for leaving five years. Yeah, he even just said, I've been thinking about leaving for five years. So like there's always a possibility he could choose not to come back before the new season starts. Sure. I'm willing to bet they convinced him to stick around at least for one more season. Um, and you could maybe could still see Cecily leave. You know, maybe she hadn't that made the decision yet, and maybe some, maybe something will come along over the summer sure. that will change her mind. She's you know? really grown on me. I used to be like she's good, but not as good as Kate. And now I'm like, I you can't do the show without her. Almost, she's, yeah. she's incredible. Yeah, she brings so much to that, and she's so versatile. Not only with you know acting and comedy talks, she can sing, she can do all those things. I was uh, listening to or uh, reading something, and when Phil Hartman, the last couple of years, you know, he was thinking about leaving, and um, Lauren he's, Michaels. He's dead. No, no, no. Last two years, Lauren Michaels offered him $3 million to stay. Wow. Um, and so I, I think, you know, again, we've talked about this before on the show with Lauren getting ready to retire in the next couple of years. I can see him saying, listen, I don't want new head writers, you know? Yeah. So, Jost, Che, you guys need to stay for another two years. How do I make it worth your while, kind of, you know, um, getting them to stay for a little bit longer? Yeah. So, what has he got? Two more years, three more years? Well, see, we got season 48, season 49, and then season 50. So, yeah. About- yeah. I could see, I mean, I really could see Che and Jost doing We Got Update for three more years. I, I could see it. I, w- I would hope for it, actually, because I think they've got it down. I think that it's it's as endearing almost as The Daily Show, and he and John Stewart did that for what, how many years? It, it is okay to have that leg of this of the show be the as a pun but an ang- the anchor of the show and that's okay for me yep all right let's move on to the actual episode wait there was an episode there was i got emotional i told you guys i was gonna get emotional but i did get emotional let's start with the cold open final encounter written by mikey day kate mckinnon and shooter seidel after experiencing their third alien abduction three people played by natasha leone our host kate mckinnon cecily strong are questioned again by two agents played by A.D. Bryant and Mikey Day at the Pentagon. So this is one of my favorite Kate McKinnon sketches. So glad they gave it gave it one more go for on her last one. I loved everything about this. It was great. I loved the send off. Her emotional, you know, um, uh, live from New York. It's Saturday night where her voice cracked. It, it was perfect for me. I, I loved it. So what'd you guys think? Boot. No, I'm just saying it was great. It was awful. It was, it was awful. No, it yeah. was great. It was what you hoped. And not it's so like not only that, but it replaced a political cold open. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. god, you can't get any better than that. And when they have a real good sketch to open the show, maybe if they maybe they'll see like just because they 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 had four people leaving and people knew about it that the ratings peaked, but maybe they'll accidentally blame it on the fact that it wasn't a stupid political cold open and keep doing that. Yep. You know, hey, what would it be like to have, you know, when people are still awake, a really good sketch to open the show? That'd be, oh, it's new. I don't know. Yeah, we'll no. see if it plays. I like it if we start with something bad and they turn it off. Yep. And then they say, well, SNL's not funny anymore. Yep. That's so, what I no, like. I freaking loved it. You know, it's it's a, it's it's just a great send off. You're exactly right. I'm so glad they chose this sketch. Um, you know, it's funny yeah. though because I, I thought about that when uh, after, you know, they, they did this sketch and this was like her primary uh, farewell sketch. I'm not sure that there would have been a better choice, honestly, because I was thinking about it too. Yeah. Even the, even though Kate McKinnon does have some other recurring characters, I don't think there are any that have had quite as memorable of a, of an impact. And like most I don't know, of Hillary Clinton could have came back and sang a song on the piano. Well, that's the thing about Kate though is actually and mo- is most of the characters I think that she's best known for playing are real people, and you can't really do. A farewell as a character, <laughs> as a real person, because someone's going to end up taking over that role. Right. Some point, real people, you know? and then weekend update people, right? Like right. with uh, Doctor Wayne, we notice yeah. um, these kind of things. But yeah, yeah. you're right. So yeah, so you like you can't really do that, and, and plus you already, 
if you already know that Pete Davidson's going to do his weekend update farewell and whether or not they had already decided Eddie Bryant was going to do hers right. at weekend update, you know. I skipped ahead. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Obviously, we're going to talk about it, but the. Uh the, the the crazy cat lady with Eddie Bryant they they kind of did it at the end but like I really wish it would have been them back to being we'll talk about that yeah but that that's the only thing I can think I said of. we'll talk about it later listen that's the only other sketch I can think that is a, a, a on yeah. par with as as good as she can get at sketch sure. comedy is that for that's sure all. and and there's something endearing every time because you you know that that Eddie Bryant and Kate McKinnon love each other you just you just can tell it comes off the screen they enjoy each other they make each other laugh. Oh. And so seeing A.D. Bryant laugh at, at Kate McKinnon one more time. Right. The other great. one that would have been maybe uh, somewhat more appropriate would have been doing Last Call again. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, but they didn't do it. No, that's fair. They, there were quite a few stinkers they could have replaced. I don't know. I think every sketch in this one is a top tier SNL sketch, a real <clears throat> knee slapper. <laughs> Definitely not any disappointments. All right, next up, monologue written by Mike DeCenzo. John Mulaney in for the assist on this one. Really? Oh, did you not hear the John Mulaneyisms in this? Go back and re-listen oh, and rewatch York, it. The New York bits. Go back and rewatch it, and you will, knowing that John Mulaney helped write this, and you will hear Well, no, it. now that you've said it, like it makes sense because yep. of all the New York stuff. But, yeah, that's yep. surprising. So first time SNL host Natasha Leone talks about her Netflix series, Russian Doll. She shares a story about her father and reflects on her acting career. Um, it was almost Joan Rivers-esque, right? I mean, she she's such a New Yorker, right? She's so, um, uh, honestly, almost charismatic in such a weird way, you know? Like, I, could, I couldn't stop watching her. I, I actually really enjoyed the, the monologue. I love that she brought Fred Armisen back, you know. Um, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, who looks great. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was I, I liked it. I mean, there was nothing there was nothing groundbreaking that happened in the monologue, right? But there were some solid jokes, honestly. I love the idea that we made a sex tape and you know, nobody wanted it. You know? I like that. I mean, there's a they let her do a lot of New York accents yeah. in this show because she's from New York, obviously, but uh, she played a lot of men. She played a lot of New York men. and the monologue was was very good. Did the same thing that they did with Selena Gomez showing a Pee Wee's Playhouse thing and yep. like her Barney thing, and so that yeah I get it like I I really enjoyed it for one main reason I had no idea she had such a deep connection with the show yep. and I loved that because now it put me at ease that this was going to be and you know me uh, in the in the monologue we talk yep. about this like I'm so nervous on I, I don't want to waste my time watching a bad episode and that monologue always lets me know how the host is going to be and the fact that she's connected with Amy Poehler with Russian Doll and with Fred Armisen by dating him yeah for and what, then seven years I didn't know about her drug use and all that. I mean. She let it was such a good biography. Yeah, that, it that, really was, and it, it was, felt like a legit monologue. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. And like I said, she felt comfortable. Yeah. Like it just looked comfortable. Yeah. It, it was nice. The whole episode, I thought she did really well. And like, it SNL wasn't too much for her. It was her. definitely she put on that. Uh, could I be any more here? Like, yeah. and yeah. I didn't get annoyed by that. I thought I, I thought that was going to grate a little bit later, yeah. and I really never. It never lost his luster. No, like, yeah, you, you can do that all the time. I love it. Her voice, I will say, is it, wow. That is, I, it, I love her voice, whew, and it's her voice. It yeah. is her. Yeah. Right? Oh like yeah. Said, that's, a, that's she's not putting on an air. She's, right? she's been talking like that ever since she was a teenager. <laughs> well, it's kind of her voice in that in American Pie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well? Like, and I missed the joke. Was she a cheerleader in American Pie? Is that no, what that? Joke no, no. Was? She's she was in a movie called But I'm a Cheerleader. Okay. See, I miss I missed that. I, yeah. I never saw that movie. Um, but 
also I remember when you know the drug use stuff happened and and so many people just dismissing her right sure. and like oh just another because again another teen actor that you know another one uh, bites the dust and so she for uh, real I know yeah, I know. yeah it's, it is kind of like you know and another oh. one goes and another one goes <laughs> okay all right and another one stop. another one bites the dust uh, but it's she, gonna get you too oh my god. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of Brad, uh, stupid people written by Michael Che. <laughs> a public you service. Son of a, bitch. <laughs> a public service announcement reminds people to go out and vote. Uh, this was a sketch written out of frustration, right? I can't understand why. <laughs> so I will. Uh, it's written only by Michael Che, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> which makes perfect sense. I loved this because I didn't have any idea where it was going right off the bat. Of course. And I thought it was going to go slapsticky or weird, and instead it was just oh well, yeah, you have to go vote because these stupid people are voting. It made a lot. It's like it's what when you're doing politics on SNL, it's this is the way to do it. That's what I you like. You subvert too. it yep. and you make it interesting and they and funny and he and did. honestly, even though I do get annoyed when people try to do this both sides bullshit because one side is clearly worse than one the other side. This was an instance where like. It was clear, like there wasn't like any definitive party lines drawn. It's just like there's a lot of stupid people out there, period, and they can all vote. And the, sometimes I do donkey, sometimes I do elephant. <laughs> yeah. And that honestly, like, drove it home. Yeah. They, they mean nonpartisan. Everybody's dumb. Please go out there and, and vote. I know listeners might not know this, but I, I have a radio show locally where Whoa. we're at. And, uh, oh, here we go. No, no it's, it's, it's politics based, and uh, you know, it, it is funny though because. So many people are are Dumb genuinely into the show. No, uninformed sorry. about how the government works. Sure, right? And they are, and so it's just. Uh, it, Wait a minute! You're I, telling me the president doesn't set the gas prices? <laughs> Hogwash! This time he does. Yeah, Hogwarts. Nope. So I I thought this was really well done. Like you said, I thought this was political satire done well. Yes, exactly. Yes. So yeah, good, good, good job, Michael J. I was I, I love hearing by the way who writes these things, and I'm really because I was surprised by the only thing. I love that it it's Only literally Michael just Chase. Michael Oftentimes Che. Oftentimes it's I Michael Che and somebody yeah. else. That's what I said. I this had to be a fresh. Oh. This had to be a sketch written out of frustration. I love that. Um, all right, up next is uh, a sketch W N Y X Radio, written by Mikey Day, Shooter Seidel, with an assist from Billy Domino. A baseball broadcast gets out of control after one of the announcers, played by Natasha Leone, takes a new medicine. Meth, uh, I think it was meth, right? Methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. Bet the six four quadrillion. The next race. Is so skilled at playing the straight man, isn't he? He's yeah. just so good at it. Okay, let's not do that. You know, he's really yeah. good at that. She was great. I thought so too. She yeah. was great. Uh, you know, I, I, it wasn't the funniest sketch. I just thought it was well executed. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like, it was like it was kind of a like just right down the middle. There weren't really any peaks necessarily, but it was pretty good the whole way through. Like, I was entertained. I, yeah, that's just it. I didn't mind watching it, even though like I, you would ask, well, what was the funniest bit? I mean, there were some funny bits in there. Honestly, I think James Austin Johnson was great. You yeah. know, it was just all actually. Really I want to well hear done. this one. Yep. I think what helped the most, honestly, is that there was just enough. Even though you could have listened to this sketch and like it would have been funny as like a radio play. Natasha Leone had like a physical element too, like just the way she was like moving and, and all that stuff, pouring and, like, that, out that, multiple pills. Yeah, on the and, that, and that just added to it. No, I thought that I thought that sketch was great. I thought that uh, her physicality, yes, was one of the better parts about it. And when the I thought I really liked the Babe Ruth joke. You know, she was going to tell the joke, and then she I'm not going to tell it, and now I am going to tell it. I thought that was really well, it's a crazy funny part. Um, about how much you realize, especially from this era, that 
there were drugs like this that were oh, just you know yeah. out and about. You're getting at a pharmacist, or yep. you're get, you know um, you're just going there and like, hey, I found this new drug that you might that might help you, and it'll let you stay up all night. Yep. You know, um, yeah. so, no, it was it was you're right, Brad. It was right down the middle, but I was never bored by it, and yeah. it and it wasn't uh, it didn't go on too long. Right. Yeah. All right, moving on. Sketch, uh, summer gig written by James Anderson, Ken Sublett, and Keenan Thompson. Keenan doesn't write a ton of sketches. So, this is why. Um, <laughs> well, that's not true, but I hope it's why. A band summer performance uh, played by Natasha Leone, Keenan Thompson, and Kyle Mooney is interrupted by internal squabbling. Um, this sketch didn't seem to go anywhere, in this my opinion. This was the worst. You know, the thing. funny thing is, I have liked this previous iteration yeah i've liked previous iterations of this but this one just didn't just didn't do it so yeah keenan played treese henderson which is the fourth time i think he's played that kyle mooney played brad dates which is the third time he's played that so these are recurring characters right and And it has been funny and it it has been this did not do anything for me yeah not at all and it was too long or at least it felt too long i don't know how long it really was but no escalation not even, but not even repeating the same joke over and over to see if it would get funny, or just they were changing it up, but it just all wasn't funny. Yeah, no, and you had Oof. Kyle Mooney, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, Bowen Yang, um, Dana Carvey, David Spade. <laughs> you had all these good, you know, you had good actors, good cast members in there. They could not make anything the go. The funniest with this. line of the whole thing was when he said, "We paid four full dollars for these seats, and we're not <laughs> yeah. leaving." That's a funny line, but that's it. All right, moving on. The places will go. Uh, written by Maggie Day, Andrew Dismukes, Streeter Seidel, with an assist from Rosebud Baker. A man played by Andrew Dismukes takes a look at what his high school classmates are up to now. I, I tell you, I love this concept. Uh, I graduated in 2000, the same year Ben did. Uh, you graduated in what, 2006 or 2004. Something? 2004. It, I, it made me go back and think about. You know, your senior year prom or something, and you're all going to go to these colleges or do these things, and you all think you're going to do all of these. And I, I know, including myself, right? People that the dreams that you had, they're not as much realized as you thought. Um, and Rachel Finster is the worst. So I was so curious where that was going to go, and I'm glad that I stuck around. You know, like it was, it was well done. Would you not have stuck around if, like, did you have a place to go? Or? Yeah, I, I turned it. I turned it off at Weekend Update. I told you. Well, it's a good thing that Weekend Update was after this. Jeez, Louise! Okay. I, I just thought it was clever, especially graduation season. Yeah. You know, um, somebody obviously that's you know, uh, it was again written by uh, Andrew Smukes. Mike, how old is Andrew Smukes? Like twenty-four, something like that. Oh, so he's like pretty young. Yeah, <laughs> he's not that far away from graduation. His parents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mikey Day, I think, is in his thirties. So. Um, you know, it was, it was a good time capsule, uh, yep. and it was a pre-tape, and, and, you know, there was a good callback to the, whatever her name is, Rachel, whatever. You know, that's pretty Finster. funny. Finster. Rachel Finster. And, like, he, like, Chris Red went pro in porn, and, you know, yep. it was, everybody's character was funny enough about what happened to them. Like, I, I was enjoying listening to every single one of them. And you guys look back at some of the people you guys probably knew in high school that you thought were going to do some things, right? Um, and they're not doing those things. Nate Lux. Uh, Posting a pod. Well, yeah. Hey, do you guys think like twenty years ago that we'd be in a basement recording a podcast? Oh, I knew I'd be in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, did Brad you knew very few things, but he knew he'd be in a basement. Yeah, did you think you'd be living in this basement? Not this basement, but definitely a basement. Gotcha. And our listeners don't know we got a new couch down in yeah. our uh, yeah. ten to one studios yeah. here, so yeah. it's we're. Pretty We're fancy. living the high life. That thing Pretty is faux leather. Pretty fancy. Faux and I leather. get to sit on it. So and Your butt is comfortable. <laughs> who Who is leather? Huh? 
And why are you giving the couch to them? Ugh, that's the dumb joke. Who, I said faux who leather. Is, who is it for? Can you, let's cut, really cut this. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> is he always like this? He is, and that's why I said, why did you want to do the podcast? All right, next up, Weekend Update. Uh, it was 18 minutes long, so uh, Ben did turn some of it off, but it was Weekend Update host Colin Jost and Michael Che cover the week's biggest news before speaking with Guy Who Just Bought a Boat, played by Alex Moffat, the Trend Forecasters, played by A.D. Bryant, Bo and Yang, and Pete Davidson. This is why I'm going to tell you I hate Bradford Omen. <laughs> uh, now I watch to see if Che and Jost have enough moments together adoring each other. Not necessarily and- adoring each other. <laughs> <laughs> but but is there enough playful banter? And, and I or can tell you this, to each I other, tell you this, living each other. There I'm, wasn't this time. There wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. There was not. <laughs> is it because Colin Jost was asleep? It's, I'm not sure that he was asleep. He was so tired or something. He, he There was no energy behind his voice whatsoever. It was crazy. Maybe, I noticed it. I mean, it's a season finale. Maybe. He must be very... He, I mean, I love Colin Jost, uh, but he was extremely... Uh, honestly, it looked like he was just tired. Maybe things aren't going so well with old Scarjo. Well, he's got a kid at home now. You know, maybe he's I mi- tired. I miss I miss joke swapping. Um, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah eighteen, wha- 18 minutes already. But that's the thing is, like, you could have give me a minute of yeah. it. Give me a minute. Uh, just do do, do one each. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I, it's it's just one of my favorite. It's a tradition. It's a fun thing. Like they, yeah, they shouldn't have abandoned it just because a bunch of fucking people were leaving. Who cares? They did that at Christmas though, didn't they? No, because uh, uh, Paul Rudd was the, uh, yeah. was the Paul oh, Rudd right. episode. That's what I'm saying. They so ruined I was like, it, yeah. I thought that they would at least... I, I think they did once sometime during the season or something where it was kind of like, uh, you know, Joe, or uh, Che wrote this joke for me kind of thing. But um, uh, I always love it when they do that. <laughs> me too. All right, moving on uh, to the bits from Weekend Update. Guy Who Just Bought a Boat, written by Anna Dresden and Alex Moffat. So and, good. Um, yeah, so he's done this. Obviously, Alex oh. Moffat is a is a regular current recurring character. It's a pleasure. For him. It's always good. He's um, so good at it. it. It it's got all the you know puns. The and all worst the thing that's happened in Germany. And it's and man, such a good there's, joke. There's so many double entendres that they like it. It's it's, it's pretty it raunchy. Is a, it is a comic tapestry that is well woven. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I can't believe that they let him say Pusitano. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, great. Um, no, I won't go there. I was going to pull a, a quote from a podcast that you guys don't like me talking about. Is it Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan? podcast? <laughs> no. It's, Why are you listening to Joe Rogan? Yeah, Nate. It's uh, Spade and Carvey's podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You can't because that's an SNL podcast. Yeah, we okay. like that podcast. Okay, okay, me, well, no, no, no. no. He, the, I, I want to talk about- And I take offense to the fact you say we don't like that. Honestly, you my, guys gave me crap Well, before. here's the thing. You, all, you I talk do, about it more I, than no, Brad I'm catching talks about- up on all of them. My problem is that you consume way- too much media and I, I'm jealous. <laughs> My problem is that you are in love with them more than Brad is interested in Che and Joe. That is not true. That is not true. I do love them. But here, <laughs> uh, well, so they were talking about the censors, right? Uh, trying to get by the censors. And they were saying that like the censors would not allow them to say penis, but the church lady would be allowed to essentially say all of the the awful double entendres. If you go back and watch the church lady, of all of the things that she would say. It was okay to say those things, but you could not say penis, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, and like, so, actually, there, Pat Oswalt has a bit about that where he's, uh, I think it's on, uh, it's a, a long time ago when he w- was doing the comedians of comedy tour with Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. and Maria Bamford and Brian Posehn. Oh, that bit. was a, such a good. Oh, I love that movie. I, I love that documentary. <laughs> so good. Um, but so he has a bit where he's on. He's talks about being on network TV and stuff like that. And when whenever here they're doing a show. 
and there's something that's too dirty in the script or a Pat Oswalt improvises something that's too dirty for TV, they would say, can you do like, you know, a, a G rated version of that and like how the G-rated version is always worse it, than the raunchiest. Like, I'm going to fill your hoo-ha with goof juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It very much is. You can't yep. say you can't say penis, but you can say like sloppy tallywhacker. Yep. And that is a like that's disgusting, yeah. yep. you know, yeah. Yeah, it that's is. Funny. So it, and so they do in this one get by with so much. Yeah. Oh god, it's But so I think great. it's because they they, they Alex hide Moffitt it in their double entendres is for president. Gonna, is going to get more time next year and I'm interested to see what he's gonna do with a little bit more lead time, him and, and we can talk about more. But him, Bone Yang, Heidi, I, I just I'm so excited for them to, to like become the old guard. Yep, I, I hope they have the season that they you Absolutely. know again where there's a little Absolutely. bit of more room to breathe because there's some really good stuff I think that could come from them. Oh, the next was Trem Forecaster, which has become recurring only this season. Yeah. They've done a three yeah. season. It was weird. Uh, three this season, written by Eddie Bryant, Allison Gates, Bone Yang, and Celestium. Uh, Trim Forecasters, uh, played by AD Bryant and Bowen Yang, stop by Weekend Update to discuss what's in and what's out for the summer of 2022. Uh, I, I know we, in the past, I think I like this better than you guys do. What did you guys think about this? You know, it was just as good as it was, you know, before. Like, Does I that mean you are okay with it? You don't love it? I'm okay with it. I've never, I don't love it. I, I've never hated it. I think it's fine. Um, I think they've done characters like this before. Captains are for boats, Sky <laughs> Bitch. I, yeah. I, so I like this one better than the other ones. And I okay. think it's finally grown on me so that you can see. And plus, you can really see that. 80 clearly wanted to do this with Bo like they became really good friends yeah. and I didn't know that yeah, about Yeah, that them. was the one thing that like I felt like I was like she must really like this and really like working with Bone Yang to like for her not to do anything else that she's done yeah. before. And she you know? just really really respects Bone obviously and, yeah. and loves him and and again and, Bone gets emotional at that one oh, yeah. part which and I did too. So. Also, uh she screamed and it l took him out of character. Yeah. I rewound it three times, and I watched his face when she literally screamed, and he was, oh my god, like he like <laughs> dropped his act. Oh my, I, I laughed so hard at that. I, I do think it's 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 some characters that took, they grow on you, right? I I do think you 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 start getting the bit a little bit more, and then you start kind of you know what's in navel oranges, you know, kind of thing. And it's that like, well, why? that part is funny, but I think that I think whoever is writing these. Is getting better at writing them as well because the jokes are better. That yeah. that sky captain crap, yeah. you know, uh, captains are for ships or whatever. Yeah. That's a really funny uh, line. And and then now the delivery is there yep. too because they've honed it. Yep. And now she slaps the desk and he forgets or whatever. Yeah. That so that stuff's yep. starting to really work for me. And so I'm I'm kind of sad that we won't get that's to see what, anymore. That's what I thought too. It's, they it's finally like, got it. This is this is actually this has evolved into yeah. something I think special. Yep. You know, I really um, liked it. Uh, that I would love to see more of, but. You know, who knows? Well, too 80, late. 80 Bryant might come back one day. You never know. So She uh, could host. Sure. Finally, Weekend Update bit. They had three bits in Weekend Update. That's not usual, but uh, they did Pete Davidson stand-up, written by Pete Davidson and Dave Sirius. Is Dave Sirius his writing partner? I think so. I think so, too. Um, so Pete Davidson stops our Weekend Update to reflect on his eight years at SNL. I, honestly, I got more emotional in this one, I thought, because... Um, B. Davidson was literally a kid coming on this show, and I've watched him evolve and grow. And and, and again, it's interesting. Pete Davidson, 
is loved by young people. I mean, like my daughter know Pete Davidson is the only person on the show she knows. She's fourteen. Does she know Pete Davidson because of his profile as a comedian, or because she, no, he's, he's a celebrity? Okay. That's what she knows of him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like he is a celebrity, right? He is okay. one of the few celebrities. Let me on let me the say show. something kindly. Get your kids in order, Nate. <laughs> Get my house in order. I've been t- I go to bed telling myself that. Get your house in order, Lux. Um, so he slaps himself in the face like Brad said. Fucking house in order. Get your house in order. But but I, again, I, I just there were some lines in here that were funny, but I I also felt like Pete can actually manage the sincere pretty well. Um, uh, yeah, obviously the joke Lauren accidentally gifted me a sock so I'm free. The of course that was anything great. reference that was to a, Star Wars. Ugh, that was a funny joke. Uh, it was. But I think he truly means it. Like, he got to grow up on the show. Lauren stuck his neck out more than once for Pete when Pete was doing stupid stuff, right? Pete, when I think he went to, to treatment a couple times when he was on the show, yeah. right? Um, and, and he didn't get fired, right? Um, Bailey pointed out, we were watching, my girlfriend Bailey and I were watching it, and she pointed out that there's no way that Lauren Michaels isn't a father figure. Yeah, that's even though yeah. even though you know that's a little cliche these days. But you, well, at when twenty years old, have a dad. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, no, at twenty years old, Brad. What's that like? Oh, <laughs> I don't, let's ask your mom. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Can we cut the awkwardness? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Their parents are dead. So one of the things I love. No, uh, so Bailey did ask me. She's like, "How old was Pete Davidson when his father died?" And I go. And I didn't mean to make the joke, but I go, I don't know. He's like nine or eleven. <laughs> no, he was That's, younger. He was. I think though. he was like six years old yeah. or something I, like that. I, re- well, and I mean this. I didn't mean to make the joke. And yeah, then my it was really funny. She's like, wow, that was quick. And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So what did you think, Bradford? Did you like it or not? No, I really did like it. You, you could feel the sincerity in his voice. I saw some people felt like he was phoning it in but i didn't get that vibe at all like i didn't get that at um all. like my friend uh mike ryan who he's he used to like he's very well known for he used to write snl reviews a lot for uh the site up rocks and some of the other previous sites he used to write for Is that double x yeah up rocks and yeah. he he doesn't do it anymore but he's very knowledgeable on snl he's even like uh he's like in, in contact with a lot of like cast members who know him because his reviews were so good and like he has great contacts over there and uh, he th- felt like Pete Davidson phoned it in. And so I was just He's like, I, yeah, I don't think so. I, th- I felt like this was a very genuine, authentic delivery of like him really uh, being gracious and like and humble and honest about how he felt. And Mike, in my, my, my opinion, I like Mike a lot and I like his writing, but in this instance... I mean, people have to remember he's reading off cue cards still, so it does look like it's a little staged because it's on fucking cue cards, and he does read. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he didn't write those yeah. words. And, and, and you know, also just, hasn't been on the show for months. Yeah, so he, he's so you, not. He's not. You know. In, yeah. So in, I give him a big pass with all that stuff so, because he wrote his words down and he read them. Yeah. And you know, if you write something down and read it on air, it doesn't mean that it was any less sincere. And so I fucked. And again, he's he was, saying goodbye to a show that has has helped him grow up. Um. And and again. We're, He's certainly growing up still, but well, uh, yeah, and he also, uh, you know, he's 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 a comedian. Yep, and they're very self-deprecating, and he, you know, wants to make sure that people still know him as the kid that doesn't give a shit a little bit. So he's gonna try to pull put a few things like there. I mean, I don't even think that that was it. Honestly, like for for me, what I what I've always appreciated about Pete Davidson, um, no matter how many times people say like 
he doesn't like deserve the status that he has, or he's not as funny as everybody thinks he is. And he agrees with you. Yeah, by the way. he agrees. With you. He's very <laughs> self-aware. Like he, yeah, even, I agree. even in literally this, just said self-deprecating. Even not, even even in this monologue, <laughs> he's he's talking he's talking about not being fit for this show. Like he knows he's not a sketch comedian yeah. because he, even after doing the show, he's really still not that good of a sketch comedian. But when he would whenever he would do, he specialized in doing the hip hop music parody stuff. And whenever he was at the weekend update desk, it was always great. And the hip hop stuff didn't didn't happen until his the last part of his career, yeah. right? Um, what he really excelled at in the beginning was just doing stand up. Yeah, he's just doing stand up and weekend update, you know. And so, uh, and and he is really gifted at that. And is, I mean, honestly, I got a, a frustrated with him a couple of times during the early part of the season because I think he ruined some sketches yeah, just by not taking it seriously. The, the Jimmy Fallon ness of it. Yeah, there's been plenty of times when he really hasn't given a shit, you know. Um, but but yet. You still can't help but root for him in some ways because yeah. I want him to do well. He had his cake um, and ate it too. Yeah. So well, he probably needs to eat more cake because he's looking pretty skinny. No, you remember that one sketch you almost ruined by eating the cake? Really? Yeah, he kept eating that it. That was weird. Yeah. Don't do that, Pete. All right, moving on. Sketch uh, Mr. Dooley, written by Ben Silva, Ken Sablet. Three co workers, played by Cecily Strong, Heidi Gardner, Ego Nawodum, uh, try to cover up the fact that they killed their boss, played by Natasha Leone. Um, this. Sketch could have been just called. Let's see if we can get Natasha Leone to break. Yeah, because that's a bit, essentially was, all the sketch was. There were so many silly parts to this. It was all silliness. It was all silliness. And they, I, I loved it though. No, I, no, no, I, me too. I oh, no, loved I too. the sketch. I, no, 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 Nate. I thought it was really good. <laughs> you know, I didn't love the 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 abrupt end. Like that was very weird. They could have done something a little different. Yeah, there. the window jumping. Was it was. Weird. Just, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't work with it was the a rest bad, of the sketch. A bad ending. But my God, when Heidi Gardner shoots him immediately, yeah. uh, like I didn't. I was like, well, wait, they they killed the main character and also the host of the show. Like, where is this gonna? go yeah it's such a tightrope walk it's like what do you do there and then when heidi gardner couldn't get up and then she like tried to help her up a little bit and she fell with the heels yeah and she was out of character going god damn it i gotta get up here like oh my god i'm dying no so and, funny and again fred armison coming on and clearly <laughs> trying to tickle her like yeah. you know yes. like like and like keeps on going because oh, you know at this point you're just watching friends almost yep. just yeah. try yep. to be silly with each other and that that was okay for me because the sketch itself wasn't that funny no, it's organic, it was just funny though. to watch them it's like when know? a dog comes on and does something weird i think the sketch legitimately was funny though it had this great mix of absurd comedy and slapstick stuff that just that worked really well just the way like it was just non-stop silliness are you talking about like that maybe it, it wasn't it wasn't written in the way that, like these words have to be that's funny. what i'm it, saying yeah. that you, you look at yeah. the script and it probably wouldn't be that funny right. it was it's just, just what's happening like you said the physical comedy of yeah, it is well, what it's made definitely it. how yeah. it's how it's performed you know that, that's a huge part of it but yeah i just i mean i could watch them make a drink for about 20 minutes like that was <laughs> fucking hilarious so uh yeah i, the I gun thought it was, was so small the gun was so small so, uh, moving on, commercial gray adult pigtails written by Allison Gates and Celeste Yim. Uh, a commercial advertises a hair product that helps women look as young as they feel. What did you guys think of this one? I just I this, wish it was the the yeah this this felt like they were trying to tap into like so many of the great two handers that Kate and Adie have done over the years whether it's like uh, you know Smokery Farms or like that shitty Orchard or you know like, kittens are we yeah or whatever any oh, any anytime Adie and Kate were doing something together where they were doing like a fake commercial like this yeah. felt like what I they were needed them to be closeted lesbian lovers talking about cats yeah i needed that and, and so I, and know. so like and then so it, it came close but it would just it just didn't get there for me and so it just felt felt half-baked 
I agree. And I, I felt like the thing that they're satirizing wasn't clear enough. Like, I, I didn't know that person. I don't know that person that they're satirizing. Oh, I've so. seen plenty of old women like this. They're, 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 old, they're old hippies, it's basically. It's the art teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I did There's like, just not enough of them, in my opinion, to satirize so a whole So you want more? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fill I, the world with them. I Fill the world. like that uh, when they were going through and, like, Telling like like if it was a Barbie doll or a Ken doll and the accessories, and it was like these overalls, this bag. Like I did find that funny. Uh, the stuff with Kyle Mooney being you know whatever, and I don't know that that was whatever. It was a great farewell for him though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to that. So in a glad while, that he but... chose Baby Yoda last week to go out on top. I yeah I uh, so there's rumors that Kyle Mooney actually had a farewell thing that got cut for time. Uh, it has not been updated. <laughs> That's just, but it, I mean, isn't that perfect though for him? Like yeah. as as a character. Yeah. Um, Bruce Chandler got so cut sad. for time. Uh, <laughs> just being a cover time sketches. Beck, <laughs> Beck was in the wings, and they're like, "Nope, we're gonna Sorry. cut it off." Sorry, Beck. Thanks for flying from San Francisco. But <laughs> all we, right, see you guys later. <laughs> uh, moving on, cover time. Pre-taped. Uh, Forget about Lauren. Written by Lauren Michaels with an assist from Dan Bull and Pete Davidson. Now, I loved this. I know Brad didn't. I loved oh, this. Fuck. Fuck you. Uh, I am so glad they kept Kean's nightclub sketch in, and, and this was what like this is what America doesn't get to see. Uh, so annoying. A, a cameo this, this by was, Eminem. Yeah, seriously. And you don't put that on the fucking yeah, show. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. And honestly, again, to to Ugh. to give you a clue of how big of a star if Pete Davidson if is. If you've forgotten. By the way, if you're listening to this still and you've forgotten about the the cut for times, go to their YouTube page and watch them, and you'll love. But here's the crazy thing: if you go to YouTube, um, anything Pete Davidson is in is always in like the top forty. Oh, of course, uh, clips, and so none of the other sketches are right, and so that's that's how big Pete Davidson is in a world that probably doesn't even watch SNL. Yeah, you know. Um, but this was so good; it was just so good. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Yeah, it was it, like. I almost wish that Pete didn't get to do his weekend update thing, and they let Kate do something at you know weekend update or Kyle do something at weekend update, um, and they would have let this be Pete's farewell because this was like it's a great tribute to Lauren Michaels. It's right in his wheelhouse. It's funny. It said it's almost every, yeah. It said almost everything he needed to say about yeah. Lauren, his love for Lauren. You know, um, the deep fake of Lauren, man, oh, it was God. so funny. Yeah, it, th that was a great, great uh, pre-tape. So it, it said it was written by Lauren Michaels with an assist by Dan Bulla and Pete <laughs> Davidson. Do you think Lauren had anything? I, obviously, Lauren is a sketch writer, right? I he's, think he wrote oh, he it wrote 100%, it. and like he's a big Eminem fan, and he's been waiting to start this phase of his career. I think when he's done, <laughs> when he retires from SNL, he's going to be like the, the the weird Al of rap. I forgot about Do you think he had anything to do with the sketch? Well, I mean, I he, you, he probably said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Broadway. Um, yeah, Pete, you can go ahead and do that for the show. All right. I, e no, he wrote it. <laughs> ESPN's first take uh, was the other cover time sketch, and this cover time sketch. Guys, don't you just fucking love sports? Doesn't that just get you like a rock hard in your jeans? When Chris Red is Stephen A. Smith, yes. Oh my God, no, he's he's I, perfect. I don't give a shit about sports, and I talk, we talked about this before because he's done Stephen A. Smith it's before. So, it's so good, and it gets better. And I he mean, he's never breaks, and he broke. Yeah, he that was broke, great. and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. He never breaks. Molly, 
me tell you how long I have been thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's so good. Uh, and I don't. I know you guys don't watch any of this stuff, and I do. Uh, no, I watch do. First I Take do. at 10 a.m. on ESPN. No, no, no. Kendrick Perkins is a talking head now, and he used to be a player. Yep. That's a pretty good. Is version. that a good? Yeah. That's a pretty good version of like the kind of stuff that he says, and, and kind of his and his his uh, his take on things, and a, a decent impression, not a great impression. But Natasha Leone, uh, her impression of uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael Rappaport, Rappaport wasn't abs- great. It wasn't perfect. No, but he but, does that. But but he does <laughs> he everything does she said he does. He right? walks around New York, recording himself yeah. for Twitter, waving his arms like a madman with a thick New York accent. Yep. Yep. Yes, all that happens. So that was because if you can't do a perfect impression, at least perfectly do, satirize, at least person, exaggerate right? the shit. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, I really like that. And again, we got a couple of stinkers in this episode, and those could have really done, those could have really gone in. All right, that's the episode. So, overall, let's do overall before we get to MVP and all these things. What did you guys think? Good final episode? You know, as far as season finales go, I think it was okay. Um, You know, I think that even though I would have, I might have preferred if they went with. a veteran cast member or a bigger star. I liked Natasha Leone as a host. I thought she was really funny. Um, I appreciate how much, you know, uh, cross-dressing she did as, as <laughs> you know, as a, a female comedian, a female actress and playing a lot of men just for, just for fun uh, and really leaning in, into that side of it. You and Dave Chappelle both. <laughs> um, and, but I do wish, I don't know, I, I was hoping for something a little bit more from the farewells. And I know it's hard when you're trying to do a a live comedy show that isn't just strictly about those people, but especially when you have four people leaving who all had a pretty prominent presence on the show, but Kyle Mooney especially, you know, I was just very disappointed that he didn't get to do something like Bruce Bruce Chandling, who would have been a perfect character to have like a farewell for Kyle Mooney. Like he could have made it hilariously dark and sad, and it would have been fantastic. Um, you know, and like, like we've already talked about, you know, I wish maybe AD and Kate would have done something a little bit more. And, you know, I, I want that, wanted that Pete Davidson sketch as to be part of the show. You know, it's, it's, it's fine that it still gets released online, but like, I don't know. I just, I was, I wish it would have been more of a parade you didn't for those like- four people like they did when Kristen Wiig left or, you know, yeah. when, when Bill Hader left. Like there are some cast members they've really gone all out for and maybe and some they don't, honestly. It's yeah, odd. It's, it, it is weird. It is odd. You know, like Jason don't. Sudeikis didn't get a huge, you know, set send off. Beck Bennett didn't get one at all because he left but right before the, the new season started. No one knew he was leaving at the end of that previous season. Was he not planning to leave at the end? Or? I don't know. You know, no one ever said, you know, what the deal was there. If, if it was a decision that was made after the fact and he hadn't decided at that point or what. But, you know, like I think that I wish that when they know ahead of time that they would, you know, just really go out of their way. They didn't to really give it. anything for Leslie Jones either, did they? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I so. Don't think so. so there's part of me that thinks that they they do a little like when they got four leaving at the same time. It's hard to do. Yeah. And they and they don't want to do a clip show kind of thing yeah, where it's yeah. like let's do, and, do and all in the memoriam and yeah and so it's like they're still thinking it's still gonna be this is still something like it's a normal week we want to see what's funny what's not. And we don't want to shoehorn in stuff that just because it's their famous stuff. Yeah, I get it. They did a pretty good job of it. I get it. I mean, you had. I mean, with the, do you get it though, Brad? Yeah, I just don't fucking with, like it. With the Aiden and Kate thing, I think one of the two, one of the sketches that they're both in that everyone knows they're both in it is the final encounter stuff, right? And yeah. the close encounter stuff. Yeah. So they did give that, right? Um, I, I mean, but again, to Brad's point, I will say. No, don't give him. Don't do if, it. 
And, well, I mean, I fucking said it earlier. If you're going to do Adi and Kate at the end, do the one that's yeah. really good. Right. And, yeah. So anyway. I, yeah, exactly. But so. it was it was it was very, very um, touching and good to see the, the the things that they did do. They worked. That's the other thing. Most of the things they did on the send off stuff worked really well. Everything other than the very last sketch, I think, as far as the weekend update stuff, and uh, they got to do what they wanted to do. Let, let me. I, I would say this. I think except Nat- for Kyle, apparently. I think Natasha Leone is a great talent, and I would love to see her back on SNL sometime. I think. I think she's got a lot of good chops. I think she could do even. more. I think more she's than a more of a second to last episode. Um, yeah, I, I understand though what you're saying, Brad. Uh, I don't know if she's the best last episode host, yeah. um, especially because a lot of people just don't still don't know who she is. Yeah, for sure. Brad, uh, ben didn't even know who she was. I, re- um, I, I knew uh, after you told me what which actress it was. Like, oh, her. But she's not a household name whatsoever. I, I did think there was some really strong stuff in this episode. I got emotional because, again, these cast members mean a lot to me. I love these cast members. You get to you follow them. And, you know, as Aidy Bryant said on her goodbye, she knew nothing when she started the show, right? She literally, these are just almost kids sometimes when they start sure. the show. And you see them grow up. And, you know, I went to Kate McKinnon's um, uh, Wikipedia page. I mean, she's gonna be fine, right? She's got a lot of projects in the in the mix. Uh, Ad Bryant's gonna be fine. Kyle Mooney, who knows? Um, poor Kyle Mooney. I don't. You know. know the thing I do love about Kyle Mooney though is like everything. Pete Davidson will always have a stand up career, right? He's always gonna have that, so he can do that. Everything that Kyle has done, uh, as far as like his own projects and stuff like that, whether it's just him or him working with other people, like Dave McCary, who used to be part of SNL, who directed Brigsby Bear and worked with yep. him on uh, Saturday Morning All Star Hits. Everything that Mooney does, like always fits perfectly right in his wheelhouse you know like he's he's always doing something just like on the cusp of being super weird and like satirical and obscure and i i've always liked that about him even if his stuff doesn't always you know commercially land successful yeah. yeah so i yeah i mean who knows career-wise how big mooney will be after this um you know i one thing i will say about kate mckinnon i i love her she's hilarious I think that she's even very funny in Ghostbusters Answer the Call, which isn't all that great of a movie, you yeah. know, even though I like it more than some yeah, people do. It, it got unfairly. Yeah. But I think that my, I, I, I do wonder if she has a career outside of being a supporting character. I don't know if she can lead something. I think it's going to take some kind of Sundance movie or like a big breakthrough drama to really show what she can do on her own as a lead performer because I haven't seen it yet. It's, and I think that the, the the thing that maybe is holding her back from that is the thing that uh, Kristen Wiig does have is kind of the every woman vibe, right? And you have to have that. In Bridesmaids, she is kind of the straight man in that version. And Kate is f- hilarious, but she was she's basically the Melissa McCarthy of the brides, like if you're gonna cast yeah. her, you're gonna cast her as a wacky neighbor. Yeah, she she's not a lead right now, but right. that could always, of course, change. I mean, I, again, I you're right. Kate Kate McKinnon hasn't really led a ton of stuff yet. She did do the Joe vs. Carol stuff, um, but man, like who, I did not watch did, yeah, it. Did, did anyone watch it? Did, um, did anybody care when talk, it finally came talk out? Talk about a day because no, I'm done short, with right. Yeah, it I'm, was just so late yeah. for what that was. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, she was supposed to lead uh, that series, Dope Sick. The one that Amanda Seyfried. Oh, you're up, kidding! She yeah, was, she was supposed to do that, and then uh, for whatever reason, and I actually think that I vaguely remember hearing that maybe it didn't work out with her in the lead role, and so that was another thing where I was like, mm, maybe she doesn't necessarily she, have leading chops. She, but she, even if the 
there are people that have great careers as supporting actresses. Oh, of course. You know, actors, right? So she did really well in Bombshell. She did really well in, you know. Maybe she'll star in Jackie Jump Jump Jump. I would, I would from, watch it. Uh, I would love to watch that. So who knows? Uh, she's got coming up uh, DC. She's got some voice actor roles, which I, I think you know DC League of uh, Super Pets. Yeah, um, and then she's in Vanessa the, Bayer's in that too. Uh, she's in the new Barbie oh, film. She would have well. been great as a final host. <laughs> that um, awesome. Yeah, the Barbie movie, which apparently is uh, which has I, I don't. <laughs> uh, it has. I'm serious. It has a. I don't know how they cast. got everyone. So here's the cast of Barbie: Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferrera, Simu Liu, Kate McKinnon. We'll get uh, you there, buddy. Alexandra Ship, Emma Mackey, Kingsley Benadir, Issa Rae, Michael Sarah, Rhea Perlman, Will Ferrell. What? Um, yeah, Scott Evans, Anna Cruz. So you've got basically all new details have come out because a lot of a lot of the actors are playing different versions of Barbie. It sounds like this probably has the potential to be the Lego Movie of the Barbie like brand. Like Is it animated? No, it's no. live action. Okay, yeah. Well, there's a metaverse for everything now. So I mean, and and it's it's Greta Gerwig, right? Who yeah. um who has done some good stuff. So, so. also, I'm so happy they just they used two, a uh, Doctor Strange uh, metaverse jokes in the same set of another episode. Yep. Just timely and perfect. Multiverse. Yep. Metaverse is a Zuckerberg thing. Whatever. <laughs> That's how much I don't care. All right. Okay, moving Grandpa, on. Time for a nap. Moving on. Favorite sketch of the night. What did you guys think? Go ahead, Ben. Favorite sketch of the night was. I'm gonna go with. You prepared this in advance, didn't you? He never does. It's like coming to a hey, table. Take to, your time, bed. It's take. like a waiter coming to a table, <laughs> and like the person hasn't looked at the menu. Like, oh, let me see here. It's not like the people listening are wanting to know. They'll, they'll wait, Ben. They'll yeah. wait. I would have said it already if you guys had not <laughs> you know, just cut me off the entire time. Uh, My favorite thing. <laughs> no. It's got to be the alien sketch it's got to be the opener okay. like I, I loved it you know okay so you guys hate me so much for saying this shit because no. i would say the guy who just bought a boat I honestly okay, it was my no, favorite thing in the, it was I, my favorite thing in the, yeah, that's fine if you, no, want, if you want if you want to give an invalid answer see, go ahead you always do this to me okay i am allowed to say that the the alex moffat's even though the four people live in he's not one of them and it's just a weekend up the character but it was the best part of the show and you can both go fuck yourself hey i'm okay with the bits being the mvp and i'm not not all right, sorry, so don't Nate. put I'm, me in that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nate. I got a little emotional there. You did. And you hurt my feelings. Alex Moffat, as the guy who bought a boat, was the best part of the episode. He's my MVP for that. that was, or sorry, no, I'm not. But if you had MVP. to pick a sketch, he, it'd be cold, the yes, cold opening. Yes, okay. yes, it would. Bradford. Uh, I would go with the, the prom sketch. Yeah. You like that one? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I like that one a lot, too. Wow. I'm going to go with cold opening, only because I like that they it was funny and they ended that character really well. Well, We just went over that, though. Like We just talked about that, and you weren't like, wow, this was by far the best one of the night. No, you just said so much about it, and I just didn't feel like saying anything (sighs) extra. Whatever. Plus, it allowed me to do this little uh, October surprise. I think he was also on his phone. So, um, (laughs) all right. Cast member, MVP. Melissa Villasenor. (laughs) (laughs) Was she even in any sketch? (laughs) Yeah, she was in the prom sketch. Everybody was. Uh, And she was also in the the braids one. Aristotle. Right. All right, Maybe? who would you guys say was oh, the MVP? Oh, poor Aristotle. <laughs> he really just, I mean, nothing. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. No, the MVP this week. Uh, Aristotle was in the prom sketch. Yeah, he was. everyone was in the prom sketch. <laughs> you're right. Every, you're right. 
everybody was. I'm going to go with Kate uh, McKinnon was the MVP. Was James Dorner jumping guy? Yeah, he was in it. Yeah, he was in a couple. Who did he play? Uh, he was, uh, I think he was a ma- the, uh, Rachel Fenster's like original boyfriend, right? Uh, I've got it written down. I don't know. He was, he was in it. He was Billy Wendell. Yes, he was. Yeah. Wow, you wrote that down? I read it a lot. Wow. He writes down I'm every the, I'm the character, every actor. I really do. Oh my god, you fucking nerd! I love I you. I love I you, am. buddy. That's amazing. I'm glad he does because I yeah. don't. No, that's really cool. So I would say, who's your? Who's your I was gonna say Kate McKinnon only because I love her so much. Sure. It was the last episode. Why she don't you marry her? her. Uh, she's not into me. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, but um, I, I'm going to give it to her because, again, I don't know if I've given it to her at all this season. I'm sure you haven't uh, based on no, her okay. sexual proclivities. You know, will you stop? Will you stop? <laughs> We're having a nice stop? show here. Until <laughs> so you start bradding it up, you know. Uh, what can I say? Uh, so I'm going to give it to her. What do you What do you think? Pete Davidson. Where? The cut for time was incredible. It should have been in the show. Yeah, and his good. his that's emotional good. farewell was perfect. Yeah, I didn't think about the cut for time. That's a good that's a good choice there. I like that. Mm. Bradford. Mm. Oh, you're just disappointed you didn't say it. Brr. No, I'm just disappointed in you and your terrible choices. You picked the guy on the boat for your for your favorite sketch, and you picked Pete Davidson, and half of the reasoning is kind of a cut for time sketch. It's not part of the episode, it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I agree with Nate Kate McKinnon. Cool. Well, yeah. moving on. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, you know, that's a very solid choice. She, she, it's almost like uh, she got MVP this time because of it's like the lifetime Oscar for Denzel Washington. It, it is kind of one of those things, <laughs> it's like, right? It's uh, I want to give her to her because I don't know if I've given it to her before, but no, she's she's great. She's great. Why don't you like Kate McKinnon? She's just not funny. <laughs> so, do you think she goes down as probably for you a top, at least a top 10, right? In SNL history, no, no, I honestly don't think so. I would say she's just outside the top ten. The top, the, and I say this with all the you, love in the world for right. the top ten is incredible. Would you? Would you say incredible? All I hear Ben's top ten, no women, and <laughs> <laughs> certainly nobody on the LGBTQ. Hey, I, oh, Jesus Christ! I, <laughs> have you guys? Did you? I mean, we we're SNL fans here, but have you guys seen every episode? Like oh have God! Gone, no. Have you gone back no. to the seventies and eighties? Who has? Have you? I, oh yeah. Uh, so no, I, you haven't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've seen every episode of when SNL. It, when it got dropped on, what was that, Peacock? Yeah, but they, they don't have all, everything. I watched everything that was on that. Oh, oh okay. really? No, I I mean, first early seasons, I've only watched like yeah, certain I've, sketches. I, I've missed a lot of stuff from, from like the 70s and 80s. James Curtin I mean, is in the top 10. Yeah, and I say this just as my personal opinion. There will be disagreements yeah. all day long. But if you were to go back yeah, and nobody watch else would the women of SNL, games. especially uh, just taking them as 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 that gender, right? It's you know Tina Fey's up there yep. for sure, but and Kate uh, uh, Kristen Wiig's up there for sure. But Jane Curtin oh, is absolutely you, hilarious. You would put Kristen Wiig ahead of Kate McKinnon. I would personally. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's a debate. I, I, think, I, would. I think some people wouldn't, but I, I yeah. yeah. And I don't think, and I, but I see. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put uh, Andy Samberg in the top ten, and I wouldn't put uh, Jason Sudeikis in the top ten. Would you put Will um, Ferrell? Yes. Would you put uh, John Rudnitsky? <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's what we should. Paul one, one of the episodes we do during the summer bottom ten, the summer break should be top ten SNL cast members of all time. Yeah, I love would it. you put Bill Hader in your top ten? No, don't. You're gonna spoil it. We just there said we're are doing a- so many more. <laughs> There's only 22 cast members that they've ever had. <laughs> and they've been on the show for 40 years. <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't, we, guys, we don't have any more shows. We I, will, though. We're going to talk about top 10. What else are we going to do? Well, that's we're assuming gonna- that we're going to survive until this fall. Why would we die? I mean, monkeypox. Monkeypox. Yeah, the monkeypox. Yeah, that's true. That's scary. Yeah, and who knows what's coming between now this and then. This is actually pro- going to turn into a monkeypox podcast. I, I just bought a boat. 
that's probably going to be a, some kind of Mad Max scenario that happens. The monkey podcast before you know monkey September rolls around. Me and my, me and my, my small peen, we just bought a boat. Um, I didn't really. Buy so that. we will hopefully have some episodes coming out yeah. this summer. Um, we'll figure that out. And um, I don't, you know, I should we do an episode of just rating the season? We didn't do that. We should because we we said we I tried to do that and you were like, Let's, yeah, you always not like, you'd yet. always we push back do, and we can't like, say what's your favorite episode. First of all, don't look at me like I was the only one that said that. Nate was also smart no, enough to tell so. you say your idea was stupid as shit. So I don't think so. I well, think you I, guys both said it was stupid as shit, and now we're talking about like, will we even have another episode? <laughs> well, we also weren't anticipating. <laughs> we didn't do an end of season, and I, I a few times I got into. Do you, what do you guys think? And you're like, I'm not doing a half season rating. Brad said this. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to fucking do that in December, <laughs> especially after we had that shitty Christmas episode. Oh, yeah, I know. That was the whole point. Is like be, we had a bad episode. Let's had, talk about our favorite it'd be so weird far. If, if uh, sports leagues had an, uh, an all star game in the middle of the season, how do you know yeah, if the season has an end? Yeah, yet? yeah. Because if there's one thing that the all star game does, it's like, hey, let's assess at the midpoint who the best players are. And that determines literally what that's they do. Literally what but, it is. It, but they don't because not all the best players play in the all star game. Okay. Why is he, he arguing Spartan? He doesn't watch They don't. They don't always play the All-Star game. You know what? What is wrong with you? They don't. They, not all the best players play Brad's the All-Star game. <laughs> they, they, just, just like with the Olympics. They absolutely do. No. What, what was the name of the guy that you said writes really good uh, SNL reviews? Michael Jordan. <laughs> Mike Ryan. Mike Ryan. <laughs> do you know his contact? I do, actually. All right. Wait, Why? No reason. He has his own <laughs> SNL podcast. And, and it's way better than ours. Yeah. Search him out, actually. I mean, he hasn't done it in a long time. But, yeah. I, anything he's doing for He probably covered Kristen Wiig's send-off. <laughs> Go listen to that one. No, I mean, I will say, he uh, he's actually a great interviewer. Whenever, oh, no, he's whenever great. he interviews he anybody really. for Uproxx, it's always really good. So we will be back uh, soon. I don't know if it'll be next week, but it'll be in the next week or two, and we'll figure out when we get together and talk about the uh, season. Season kind recap. Of. Yeah, we'll have yeah, SNL All-Stars. And then I this we summer, do, we'll do some fun things we about... We do season recap for yep. sure next episode and then beyond that we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out um anything else to add guys i i am glad they got the send-offs that they got i'm glad that people are leaving or leaving i really hope they add one maybe two no because it will instead of four or five like i don't want them to go to back to this heavy of a cast no so i really in a perfect world i don't want them to add anybody yeah i'm okay with them if they find the right person i would them. like it if they added cheech marin Actually, okay, let me take that back. Because Aristotle and Punky definitely have had their shot and they yep. didn't make it, I'm okay if you if you move on from them. And, and even honestly, Melissa Villasenor maybe doesn't come back and you add three new people, that's fine. Wow. Wow. Jesus, wow. don't just discard her. Like, now's her time to shine. Uh, uh, yeah, seven also, years in, now's her time to shine. Oh, yeah, because everyone else definitely like shines within their first two years right off the bat. Bowen Yang does i hope that they bring in more uh hispanic or uh, latinx or whatever uh term is that like, no it's latinx you can't say latinx i can say latinx i is am half a, mexican is I know. that an lgbtq <laughs> thing no some people say la, la, so it's so it's la, so it's latinx is like the term but then when you call it latinx it sounds like it should be that sounds pretty sexist <laughs> It's we are devolving it's here, guys. Latinx. We're devolving. Yeah. We're like, listen to our co-host here, here Ben. <laughs> how much? How much more can we devolve? I'm stupid. <laughs> no, you're. But not. no, I would like them to bring in some like more his Hispanic talent because it is something I, I think I they've, read, they've lacked for a long time. I did read that this was the most diverse um, year they've ever had with the hosts that they invited, with yeah. the musical guests, with. Um, and and again, they've they've got a fairly you know. He, here's the thing: is it's not diverse enough, I don't think. But you realize SNL has not had diversity 
much at all ever you know and so i think they are trying i think i agree again having a couple more would would be i think a good thing and a good statement as well to make so hey we've got at least three more years of this before the show just goes away so let's watch it up until season 50 all right bradford where can people find you you can find me at slashrealm.com, slashrealm daily here and there at Ethan underscore Anderton on Twitter. And uh, I'll be uh, covering Star Wars Celebration for all you nerds out there. I'll be doing that for slashrealm.com. And one more time, give people a movie to go see. Oh, you're going to want to see Top Gun Maverick coming out this week. It's not funny. It has no SNL people involved in it whatsoever. I'll take that back. There are funny moments in it. Uh, (laughs) But it's just, it is a a rollicking good time for uh, a blockbuster movie. Ben and I are going on a date on Friday to go see it. Go see it and get the the lotion ready, fellas. I can't wait to see it, man. All right. Hey, uh, Ben and I are on Twitter. You can find us on those things. uh, keep listening. Rate this podcast, if you will. Like us on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, just continue to be a part of the conversation. We're not going to go anywhere. We'll be back here at least in another week or so for a, a recap episode, but we'll certainly be back next season as well. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. and Keep listening. Bye. Bye.